no matter what the topic, entrepreneurship has been covered exhaustively and still, and still there's a lens that I could provide that wasn't out there. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, it is Nikayla here and I'm back with another solo episode. I hope you guys are doing well, protecting your energy and protecting your peace. It's so, so important, especially right now. You guys, this is the most solo episodes I have done in a while and maybe doing for a while because we're going to get back to our interviews with side hustlers turned entrepreneurs. However, however, I definitely wanted to jump back in and share my experience giving birth during a pandemic, how I've been doing, juggling, um, getting back to being a mompreneur, and just how I'm easing back into my podcasting life, my work life. And I'm glad I've been able to catch you guys up and also catch up all of you new listeners. Shout out to you guys for joining the journey as well. Um The last episode, I shared how I did it, turning a podcast into a full-time business. And this episode, I want to share the lessons I have learned overall on this journey of podcasting. So four years and four million downloads later. This is going to be my breakdown of what I really think contributes to my success. When I was starting out on this journey, I didn't know where it would lead. Of course, I had dreams and everyone who starts something, you want it to be well-received, you want it to be big, you want it to be so successful. So of course, I had those thoughts, but I also had the thought that I was hoping to gain inspiration from my guests and figure out what to use my talent, what kind of business to start with the talents that I have and the skills that I have. I did not think that I would focus on the podcast itself and end up leaving my job to podcast full-time. So that was a surprising life turn. I tested things out and it didn't always work. I did a lot of trial and error. I also learned through spending time researching my ideas, researching my industry, and investing my own money into training, conferences, and classes to learn more. I then put what I learned into practice immediately. And emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on the word practice because there was no one who had a specific blueprint for what I want to do. Like once I figured out that I wanted to scale my podcast to a certain level, there was no class that I could take that taught me that exactly. That's why I teach what I know now in Podcast Moguls, because here I have the blueprint, I've done it and I'm doing it. And I want to make it easier for everyone else rather than trying to piecemeal information from all different sources. Um, So the practice was essential. And now as I reflect, I can identify some of the key factors that have allowed me to have a successful podcast. So here goes. I've divided it into lessons for y'all. Alrighty. So lesson number one, don't be afraid to be known for something. The Side Hustle Pro podcast is about bold Black women entrepreneurs who scale from side hustle to full-time entrepreneur, myself included. I'm not afraid to be known for that, nor do I shy away from my focus on Black women because it may make someone else uncomfortable. Um, The people who need this show, the people who listen to this show, span all races and all genders, okay? But, 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 the reason I focus in on Black women and the reason I focus on that specific, specific topic is because I want people to understand what this show is about. You will have no 
problem sharing this with somebody else because I make it crystal clear what we talk about. So often when my Podcast Moguls members join the program, one of the first questions I ask them is, what is your podcast about? And often they tell me two or three different things. Oh, I want to talk about um, leadership in corporate America. I also want to talk about, you know, um, dating with my girlfriend. I'll bring her on as a guest. And then I want to talk about, I don't know, um, traveling. <laughs> and I always have to say, wait, 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 let's let's roll it on back. Let's roll it back. Because you are doing this as a catch-all because you're afraid to be known for something. This is when we have to work together to refine their podcast topic. What's often behind their answer and their topic being so broad, so vague, and loosey-goose, for lack of a better word, is their fear of being pigeonholed. But when you aren't known for something, you're just floating around in the podcast categories, not really fitting in, not grabbing anyone's attention because they have no idea how your show will help them, how your show will entertain them. And you're just making your life harder. What is the use of having a show if no one knows what it's about? Then they can't recommend it. One of the keys to the growth of Side Hustle Pro is that it was specific. And specific things are shareable. And shareable things are scalable. So do not be afraid to dig deep and be known for something. Because if someone can't walk away from listening to your podcast and tell someone else in one sentence what it's about, then it's going to be very hard for you. So own your topic. Lesson number two, make your topic clear and own your lane. What do I mean by that? So I said, don't be afraid to be known for something. You might think I'm saying the same thing here, but no, what I mean for lesson number two is, all right, let's say you've chosen what it is that you want to be known for. Have you made it clear to everybody else what that is? If you want to be known for something, you have to make your topic clear. As you know, if you listen to episode 210, I started out very vague when I initially started blogging again. The title of my blog was Kayla K Speaks. No one knows who Kayla Kay was. They couldn't pronounce it. They could barely understand. Um, you know, they would twist around it. They didn't even see the K. They would say Kayla speaks. They thought I meant that I was speaking. I was not speaking. I was writing, right? So all the different ways that you can confuse people are hindrance between your show and where you're trying to go, the brand you're trying to build. Don't make it hard for people to figure out what your show is about. When people search for the topic your show is about, your show needs to come up. When people search for Black women entrepreneurs, Side Hustle Pro needs to come up. When people search for side hustles, Side Hustle Pro needs to come up. And in fact, that's one of the ways I've been discovered by TV producers, by editors who want to write an article about side hustles because Side Hustle Pro comes up. So here are some ways to come up for those keywords. Obviously, you can include the topic of your show in the actual name of it. You can include the topic in the episode title, in the guest bio, the guest, you can include the guest business name if it's a, a name that rings bells. You can include the guest name if it's a name that rings bells. You can include the industry if that is something that you want to show up on search for. So with titles, you have to be sure, especially in those first three words, that you're not loading it with inconsequential details. A guest name is often an inconsequential detail because people often don't know what the episode is about based on that name. They don't know the name. They don't know the person. They don't know what that person does. So just be um, just be very 
strategic about how you title things and make sure that you're emphasizing and prioritizing keywords that people are searching. Because I have a literal podcast name, literal meaning it it literally says what the show topic is, um, and I have literal episode titles, it's easier to grab new listeners because they know exactly what they're getting. If they want to know how this person quit their job and is now in Target, boom, they're going to they're gonna zero in and listen to that episode because that is what they're trying to do. With each of my episodes, I'm trying to grab a side hustler that needs to know how to go from side hustling to that next level of their business. So I make my episode titles as literal as possible. How many of you have ever seen a show and had no idea what they're talking about and scrolled right past it? So many of us, right? Because um, people think it's cute to do like a, a episode number and and one word, like we see some of our popular favorite shows doing. But guess what? The only people who can do that are people and podcasts who have a larger audience, okay? People that you see pulling that off usually have a larger audience before launching, and they are able to name the episode whatever because people are going to listen. Um, And I know that not all podcast names, like the name of your overall show, can be literal. And I'm not saying it should be. There are different ways to go about making sure that people know what your show is about. So it can be figurative, meaning you can make your topic clear with the imagery that you use. It can also just be eye-catching. So it can be illustrated in a way such that the person's attention that you're trying to attract is going to see that and automatically say, hmm, what is this about? So for example, if you're doing an Afrocentric podcast or an art podcast and you create an image that has the um, the theme and the look of the type of artwork or, you know, Ankara fabric and the things that people who are into that kind of thing will immediately be drawn to, boom, that is going to start to attract and help people know what your topic is about. So those are the three ways you can do that. You can do a literal topic where you can do a literal name where the name of your your topic is in your actual podcast show name. You can do figurative where the artwork screams what it's about. And you could just do eye-catching where again, it screams. It might not be figurative, but it is signaling in some way to your listener. So figurative and eye-catching has to be done really well, though, in order to help people understand. It cannot be vague at all. Again, this is something I have to help people work through in podcast moguls, because sometimes people are thinking of a metaphor, and then they make artwork that's a metaphor. And it's like, first of all, does everyone know this metaphor? Second of all, nobody's in your head. They literally will not know that that bird in a tree means that your show is about... um, climbing the corporate ladder. Like they literally won't know your symbolism. They'll see a bird in a tree and think this show is about nature. So let us make sure that we're doing lesson number two, making our topic clear so we can own our lane. Lesson three, make consistency a game plan. Now, a lot of times when you hear consistency, you think, you know, people are being over the top. They're like, I've never missed a blah, blah, blah. I did this every day, every week, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's not what I mean by consistency. What I mean by consistency is, first of all, think of the long-term game. Don't just start with the let's see how this goes mindset. That let's see how it goes mindset, that will lead you nowhere fast. So let's see how it goes mindset means you get started. You hope that your podcast pops and makes it big really quickly so that you can decide if you want to keep going. 
here's what's going to happen. Your show is not going to pop quickly (laughs) and you're going to be discouraged and you're going to want to quit. You cannot do that. All right. You got to come in, think of the long-term game. When I started my show, I committed to podcasting for a year and then deciding I'll see what I want to do next. So because that was my consistency goal and I knew I wanted to produce a weekly show, that was my bar. That's what I was aiming towards. I was consistent in reaching and striving towards that week over week. I did not always release an episode on time on the day that I identified that I wanted to release an episode. But what I did was I always got back on track. And you can always see, you can even see that with this episode. If I miss a Wednesday, I am striving my best to release an episode the next Monday and Wednesday or the next end of the week. Like I'm making sure I get back on track with the same amount of episodes. And I also, that's kind of my mentality from like the episode I talked to you about my seven tried and true tips for side hustling. I don't waste time beating myself up like, oh man, I missed the episode. I'm no longer consistent. I, you know, I missed, I wanted to be able to say I release something every week. No, I just say, all right, let me focus on doing what I need to do to get back into releasing my episodes. So that is where my attention goes. And that is how you keep yourself consistent, not in meeting, not in being like anal and saying, I can't ever miss a day. I can't ever release something on a different day, but it is always striving, keeping moving in that forward direction. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. I know that many of you may be transitioning your business online for the first time, which can be a lot of work and stress, but it doesn't have to be. Acuity Scheduling can make the transition much easier. Acuity is a scheduling assistant that makes it simple for traditional businesses to become virtual businesses because it works behind the scenes to fill your calendar. Acuity takes hours of work off your plate, giving you the freedom to focus on the most important aspects of your business or side hustle. Acuity Scheduling can be used for booking meetings, client calls, podcast interviews, and so much more. Clients can schedule one-on-one calls with you straight from your website. Acuity also links with video conferencing tools and pulls the video meeting link into your calendar invite and shares it with all of your clients. With Acuity Scheduling, there's no more back and forth emails to figure out the best time or figure out time zones. All you have to do is show up at the appointment and open up that meeting link. So if you're trying to transition or just streamline your online business, Acuity Scheduling deals with the day-to-day so you can focus on what's most important. And for a limited time only, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free, no credit card required by going to acuityscheduling.com slash hustle pro. And here are some of the ways being consistent has been helpful. It's led to my steady growth. So week over week, you're gaining new listeners. If you're, you know, marketing your show correctly, which we'll get into, um, marketing it consistently, sharing your content every every single week, you are gaining new listeners. So each week that you stay consistent and release an episode, that means your downloads are growing. So continued downloads will happen even on days when you're not releasing an episode as people are finally getting around to listen to the new episode, then going to listen to an older episode and so forth and so forth. So lesson number three is make consistency your game plan. It will take you far. Lesson number four, Quit obsessing over the numbers, obsess over the content. So although I'm very aware of, you know, most of my stats in terms of growth for this podcast, 
Um, when I started out, I had realistic expectations. I know, especially because I was working at NPR, I know there are shows that they they deal in the millions. You know, I was dealing in the hundreds when I started. They're dealing in the millions of downloads for every single episode. And if I was to compare myself to that, I would of course, be discouraged. But instead, I had realistic expectations. I'm like, I want to make, I want to hit my first 1,000 downloads. Then after that, I would say, okay, now what can I do to 5X that and hit my first 5,000 downloads? And that is what I would focus on. But in order to reach those milestones, I made sure that I put content as my priority. How can I make my content better? I would ask myself all the time. I would re-listen to episodes. How can I make this episode better? How can I approach this content? And in my case, how else can I ask questions so that guests are more open, so that I'm getting richer, more robust responses, so that I am making it more conversational when I don't know someone um, as I'm asking the questions and it doesn't seem like an interrogation. I consistently challenge myself with these type of questions because as the content gets gets better, I know that my numbers will get better. The numbers absolutely did come as I focused on content and learning to be a better interviewer, studying my craft, studying, studying, studying. So lesson number four is quit obsessing over the numbers, obsess over content. Lesson number five, remember that your podcast is about your listener, not you. So when you start your show, a lot of us say, hey, I want to start a show. I want to talk about this, this, and that. Guess what? Um, if you want to be the only person that listens to your show, then yes, make a show exactly about what you want to talk about only and only think about what you want. However, if you <laughs> want other people to listen, then perhaps you should take into account what other people need. So that's when you're going to need to do some research on what is it that people need to know about this topic? What do they need to hear? What are the conversations surrounding this topic that aren't being covered? What would make my show different? How could I cover this differently? What's missing? In the case of Side Hustle Pro, I had started craving entrepreneurship content, but as I said in my last episode about how I turned my podcast into a business, I was stri I was really, really yearning to see more stories from Black women who I knew for a fact were not quitting their jobs, moving to Silicon Valley to live in no frat house. I needed to hear from women who were, you know, bosses by day, making it seem so easy at work and then going home and building their business on the side. And their their employers probably never even knew because they were so good at the side hustle game. I wanted to hear from them. So that is what I identified was missing. And I said, I am going to cover this. No matter what the topic, Entrepreneurship has been covered exhaustively and still, and still there's a lens that I could provide that wasn't out there. It's the same thing with your topic. Make sure you zero in on what's missing and what your listener needs. And there are a couple ways you can do this. Um, you could do a poll, you could interview people, um, you know, find out, find out who you think is your potential listener and talk to them, pick their brain a little bit. That is some of the ways that you can start. You can observe online. Whatever you need to do, remember that your podcast is about your listener and not you. Because that's also what's going to give you the content ideas to create episodes faster and to um, attract more downloads in, uh, in the early days of your podcast if you're making it exactly what people need and not just what you want. Lesson number six, 
market your show every week like it's your very first episode. So this is one of the things I did that absolutely like was just almost I would say 80% responsible for the rapid growth of Side Hustle Pro. So the content, of course, of extremely, extremely, like the baseline layer, extremely important. But then the marketing, the marketing gets it in front of eyes that otherwise do not know you exist. So everyone tends to launch their shows with vigor and so much energy. You know, they got the artwork, they're sharing it everywhere. They're making audio clips, all of that jazz. But then after a few weeks in, they, you know, that energy starts to taper off. And that is when you need to pick up the steam. You cannot let the energy taper off. You need to keep putting that same energy in. Every single week you drop an episode or every single two weeks or once a month, whenever you drop your episodes. And by the way, dropping episodes is about quality, not quantity. So when some people launch, they also think, okay, I'm going to do two episodes a week so I can grow even faster. Number one, that's a very hard pace to maintain, very aggressive. Number two, it's really not about that because it's kind of like pouring, um, a fi- you know, putting someone in front of a fire hydrant. Like you're when you're putting up way too much content, people can't keep up. Like the, your show is not the only show out there. So they can't keep up with that pace of, of listening to only your show. What they can keep up with is every time you drop an episode, making sure they know about it so they know to go check it when they have a chance. Especially since people are not commuting as much now, they aren't just automatically opening up their phone, listening to their favorite podcast as they commute. So they need a reminder via your social media posts. Oh, let me do that while I'm listening to, while I'm doing laundry later. Ooh, let me put that on while I'm, you know, running errands later. That is the purpose of marketing. So every single week I drop, you know, my my marketing, my my show promotions across every social media channel. Um sometimes I email. I make sure that my list is aware of my show and the latest episode that has come out. I make sure that my social media audience is aware of the show that has come out. And I've also during certain periods boosted aka used Facebook or Instagram advertising around the promotional posts for these episodes to make sure that people are aware that a new episode has dropped because people are not only subscribed to my show. They're not sitting around like, oh, oh, it's Wednesday. A Side Hustle Pro episode just dropped. Let me go listen. I mean, shout out to those of y'all who are doing that because there are some of you. Shout out to you and I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. But I know that the majority of people have so much going on in your life and it's on me. It's on me to let you know. So lesson number six is to market your show every week like it's your very first episode. Lesson number seven, be your damn self. Listen, it's tempting to compare to everybody else. Um, It's tempting to compare to Michelle Obama. Like, Michelle starting a podcast? Let me just throw in the towel right now. Come on. How how am I going to compete with Michelle? But you don't have to. You weren't meant to compete with Michelle. You are you and you are bomb as well. In the beginning, especially... There is competitive analysis that you have to do. So it can be tempting to, there goes my alarm again. I I told you all about these alarms, keeps my life on track. So (laughs) in the beginning, there is competitive analysis that needs to be done. So you 
could potentially get sucked into comparing yourself to others. But what you are doing competitive analysis to do is just to see what's out there and what is not being talked about, what is missing from the shows that are currently out there that touch on your topic. That is it. It's not to say, oh, let me try to talk like this host. Let me try to ask the same questions. Let me try to have the same segments or the same kind of music and feel. No, none of that is important. What's important is that you be yourself. Take a step back and remember, people are going to listen to your podcast to hear your story, to hear you. This was made the most clear to me when I had my live show in October 2019. I put so much pressure on myself to have a guest. And I really thought, oh, no one's going to come unless I have a guest. And, you know, I was racking my brain, racking my brain. And then I realized that people were coming out to see me, to see me live. And I also realized that when I release solos and people are excited to learn a little bit more about me. And I guess it's it's a natural instinct of thinking, well, mm, what do I really have to share? Am I really that interesting? That kind of thing. Can I hold it down on my own? Can I hold down a live show? Can I hold down a solo episode? What will I talk about? My podcast mogul students think about this too. Like when I tell them, make sure you're doing some solo episodes so people know who the host is. And they're like, I don't know what to talk about. I have nothing to talk about. Yes, you do. And guess what? Your audience is going to grow when they create a connection with you because they're tuning in you guys are tuning in because you like listening to me. Someone else could be interviewing the guests that I have on this show. But for some reason, y'all like it when you hear me and that person having the conversation. So again, I have to shout out to y'all for rocking with me and liking me. And I have to remind you in everything you do, be your damn self. Because there are people who are just going to zero in and realize, you know what? I like her. I like him. I like them, you know, and I, I, I want to I wanna tune in each and every week to hear them. Lesson number eight, do as much as you can by yourself until you can afford to hire help. Y'all, y'all, please start small on this side hustle. Please start small in the side hustle life. You do not need to start out with it all in place, okay? You don't Please do not use needing to have everything quote unquote right before you start because that is an excuse. That is an excuse. You can grow into those things. Um, when I started Side Hustle Pro, I re recorded, edited myself. Of course, I still record myself, but I did all the editing myself. I learned to edit using GarageBand. Um, I created my own website on WordPress and used that for um, the first three years of the show. Yeah, the first three years of the show. It's just last year that I invested in a website. Um one of the first things I invested in was a photographer for some headshots. And that was a very basic photography package. It was awesome photographer, but a basic package. I didn't go for like 10 different outfits or something like that because all I needed was a photo of me wearing a side hustle pro t-shirt. And, you know, to this day, you still see those photos lounging around because I used those into the ground. <laughs> And it was just last year, again, that I got new headshots. Um, 
And I invested in that because I saw myself, as I said before, you always want what you do to be successful in a hit. And I said, well, when they when they start interviewing me, because <laughs> I'm like, this is this, you know, this could be a hit. Let me let me get myself prepared for the press. Um I wanted to have dope headshots and I was tired of the ones I was taking on my little uh, balcony. So that is why that was one of my first investments. I know people were not necessarily going to, you know, take screenshots of the website or something like that. So it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as critical for that to be done perfectly yet. I needed to build the audience first. I also um, paid for a copywriter for some quick projects. And that was really quick. That was really cheap, actually, on Upwork.com, if that still exists. And I kept spending on equipment minimal for the show. I needed a a laptop and a microphone, which I already had the microphone. um, Excuse me, I already had the laptop. The microphone, I invested in a in a cheaper one. Um, but then I ultimately actually Moyo had a blue Yeti, but if he didn't, we would have bought the blue Yeti, which is a little over a hundred now, I believe. Um, I, I break all this down in, um, my podcast freebie that I, I will link to, I'll make sure to link to that. So you can see the breakdown of the equipment. Also in my Skillshare course, um, my podcasting course on Skillshare, I break down equipment if you're interested in that. So I'll make sure we link to that as well. Now, as I was saying, I kept spending on equipment minimal because I knew what really mattered was the voice, the story, the guests, and everything else I would build up to. I did the bulk of my investing into personal development. So conferences to learn about building an online brand and also to promote myself. So that first year of that first six months of podcast moguls I was going to to conferences with my side hustle pro t-shirt on telling everyone hey I just launched a podcast or before I launched hey I'm about to launch a podcast about you know call side hustle pro about xyz blah 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 um I invested in not only that but also learning about brand partnerships um as I said, branding and uh, podcasting, um, branding and and the like. I am very big on understanding how other people did it before me. I'm very big on trying to reverse engineer people's processes. Um, we really don't have to reinvent the wheel. Often in life, a lot of times we just need to invest in learning from experts, testing out the models that are already there in our own life, in our own business, studying what works, learning from the data, looking at analytics about what's doing well, what's not doing well, what should I do more of, and using that to inform your own business strategy. And then we all begin to gain our footing. So looking back, those were some of the biggest lessons and tips I picked up from my four years of podcasting and four million podcast downloads. So let me recap all of those tips again, all those lessons really quickly. Lesson number one was don't be afraid to be known for something. Lesson number two is to make your topic clear and own your lane. Lesson number three is to make consistency your game plan. Lesson number four is to quit obsessing over the numbers and obsess over content. Lesson five is remember that your podcast is about your listener and not you. Lesson number six, market your show every week like it's your very first episode. Lesson seven, be your damn self. And lesson eight, do as much as you can by yourself until you can afford to hire help. 
All right, guys. So there you have it. Those are my biggest lessons from four years and four million downloads. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And reminder that if you're interested in being a part of the next uh, cohort of podcast moguls, to learn how to grow your own podcast from side hustle to business, sign up to learn more at podcastmoguls.com. Podcast Moguls is my eight-week course that teaches you how to get started, grow your podcast downloads, gain podcast sponsorship, press coverage, and more. It's for podcasters who want to break out of obscurity and have their show and their brand be known. Register at podcastmoguls.com so you'll be the first to know when I open the doors for the next cohort in August. Talk to you next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.